Hey, welcome to Politics by Faith, brought to you by the Page of Your Gold Group and the Public Square app. Thanks for being here. We did a special on the TV, the first TV. Can Donald J. Trump win in 2024? We talked with Eric Erickson, who's, who's uh, I don't say in the middle. I'm a big fan of Eric. I like Eric a lot. Um, but has a good, a, he's not a Trump sycophant. <laughs> and he's got a good uh, touch on, on moderates and independent voters and stuff like that. So it was good to talk to him. Then we talked to Dr. Sebastian Gorka, who's one of my favorites, and Sean Spicer, former White House uh, spokesperson. So great insight from everyone. And then we wrapped up with a, a more of a um, theological quick ending. So uh, let's put here the first two segments, and then um, we'll give you the, uh, the the final two interviews in another episode here. Can Donald J. Trump win the 2024 election? Hey, welcome to our special, Can Donald J. Trump Win the 2024 Election? Ah, it's going to be a time. I can't wait for it. I'm so here for it. it was like a year ago, people were getting kind of amped up, and I was like, man, I'm not quite, in. oh, I'm in, I'm in it now, because <laughs> it's going to get crazy. And we need to be the ones who keep our heads about us. As Roger Kipling said, uh, being lied about, don't deal in lies. The left's goal is to get you to lose your mind, to go and be as hysterical as they are. Joe Biden gave his speech near Valley Forge. It wasn't in Valley Forge, near Valley Forge. He says, we almost lost America. We almost lost it on January 6th because of this guy, the, the shaman, the guy, the Viking helmet guy. We almost, the whole thing, we almost lost all of America. Here's what he said near Valley Forge. Today we gather in a new year, some 246 years later, just one day before January 6th. A date forever shared in our memory because it was on that day that we nearly lost America. Lost it all. <laughs> okay. We didn't lose it all. We weren't close to losing it all. There's no way, as if we're that, if, the, if that shaman guy, if all it is between us and losing it is the shaman, then we're in even worse shape than I've ever thought. Let's talk more about hysteria to wrap up the show. The point is, the left is trying to make their base hysterical. Actually, we got one more clip. This is, uh, this is Whoopi Goldberg the other day. In fact, there's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now, because that's really what's at stake. You worried that it you is. can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere because that's his promise. So good. She's not alone. Like you hear that and you're like, wow, she's crazy. No, like a lot of people think that. A lot of people thought that after 2016 when he won. So the media is going to be hysterical trying to get uh, regular people who don't really pay attention to politics, trying to get them hysterical because they'll believe whatever the media tells them. And then you're going to be over here, calm, cool, and collected. You're not gonna let that stuff bring you down, but to everyone else, they'll look at you not hysterical, like you're some sort of monster. Don't you care about democracy? Don't you care about rounding up Muslims and putting them in internment camps like Whoopi said is gonna happen? You're just gonna sit there while this monster destroys democracy? Yeah, I am, because I'm not hysterical. And I remember what America was like before COVID. 
And I'd like that again, please. So the theme of the show today is can Donald Trump win? The Atlantic had a, a whole series, I think 24 articles all under this big umbrella of if Trump wins. And they're, they're hilarious to read. They're all these dystopian tales about the horrors that Trump will inflict on different aspects of our country and world if he were to, get, uh, to win again from the environment and uh, the court systems and NATO and immigration and journalism and science. What will they do to, to science? <laughs> and abortion, of course. They're great. They're, they're really funny to read. One generic article they wrote in The Atlantic is why Trump won't win. All right, so I got like, well, to figure this out. Why won't Trump win? I'd like to know. Sure looks like he's gonna. The subheadline is threats to democracy make him dangerous. They also make him a weak candidate. So here are their arguments. I'm not making up arguments. I'm not leaving out any arguments. Here's the argument, right? Number one, he attacks service members. Okay. okay. Number two, he sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll in 1996 in a department store dressing room. Those are seriously the first two arguments. Right? This guy, I got, I got a platform at the Atlantic. I'm going to come out hot with my two best arguments. Those are the two best he's got. Third of the criminal convictions against him. We all know those are a joke. They help his campaign. So I don't know what movie he's watching. And then there's a great line. He said, uh, Americans told pollsters that although they believe the economy is bad for others, they feel economically secure themselves. Do you? And he ends the article with this. He says, the 2024 election will be a referendum on democracy. They don't even know what that word means. And on this matter, Biden's claims are obviously stronger. He's been governing as a traditional president, whereas Trump promises authoritarianism, openly says he wants to be a dictator for a day to accomplish certain policies. But what if his plans take more than a day? What if his one-day dictatorship extends to a year and then never ends? <laughs> it's all that. It's all, all, everything they write is like that. Anyone who didn't realize that Trump was joking when he told Sean Hannity that his dictatorship is going to be a day, like you just, you can just, it's, it's if, listen, if someone took that seriously and they admit that they take that seriously, that's great. You can now completely dismiss everything that person says. That person is a, not a serious person. They're not worth listening to. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at seven. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. America is on trial. Join me, Josh Hammer, as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters, the legal proceedings of Donald Trump and the Biden crime family. This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. By the way, on day one, Biden stopped building the wall and the construction of the Keystone Pipeline. That's what Trump said. Trump said on day one, my day one of dictatorship is I'm going to build the wall and, and uh, drill for oil. Right? That was, so, what it, so Biden did the opposite of those two things. Was he a dictator for a day? No, no, he's a traditional president who's presiding over the attack of the former president for the first time in American history, along with the invasion at our border. But whatever, yeah, yeah, he's a traditional president. 
So the question is, can Trump win? There are people who are going to go to the caucuses and the, and the primaries, and they're going to not vote for Trump, right? They're going to vote for Nikki Haley. So there's some people not voting for him in the primaries. Why? Some people think he'll be in prison. Be in prison, can't vote for him? I can vote for a felon? First of all, I don't think these trials are going to be done in time for the election to roll around. I'm pretty certain they won't. Uh, and then if he wins, he'll just pardon himself. So that's that. Maybe he'll run out of money so he doesn't have the, the juice to make it across the finish line. I don't even know how much money does he even need. It's like we've all heard of him. He doesn't, he doesn't need to increase his name recognition. Donald Trump might have the most name recognition of anyone in the history of the world. There's no newcomer to the scene. I don't even know how much money he really even needs. Uh, will he be taken off the ballot? Here's Nancy Pelosi speaking of that. If you believe he engaged in insurrection under the plain meaning of the 14th Amendment, you believe he's ineligible to be president. Those laws, you know, those are up to the states. They have different laws from state to state. I don't think he should ever have the been Constitution. president. But nonetheless, but that, that, there is a view of the Constitution in Article 14, Section 3, that he should not be uh, able. We've done our in-depth analysis on that. What a total joke. And the Supreme Court's going to shoot that one down as well. Now, here's where the Democrats are smart, and they're always good at this stuff. When it goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says, no, you can't take him off the ballot, the Democrats are going to come back and say, oh, look, the Supreme Court, it's illegitimate. And the Democrats will win no matter what they do. Another reason why people don't like Trump is uh, he's too mean. We're going to talk about this coming up next. It's actually, Trump's actually not out there a lot. Certainly nothing like 2016. So is he doing that on purpose? Or is the media just not giving him as much attention? It isn't really, it's to his advantage. That's for certain. Let me rebuttal all these with some numbers here. Now, of course, 2020 was a bonkers year with mail-in voting and all the rest. But these are some major swing states. In Wisconsin, 2016, Trump had 1.4 million votes. In 2020, 1.6. He increased his votes from 16 to 20. In Michigan, in 2016, he had 2.2 million votes. In 2020, 2.6 million. Pennsylvania, 2.97 in his first election, 3.37 in the next election. In Arizona, 2016, he had uh, just over a million. In 2020, he had 1.6 million. In Georgia, 2016, he got uh, just under 2.1 million. And in 2020, he got 2.45 million. He increased his votes from 2020, 2016 to 2020. Why would we not think he would increase them even more going into 2024, especially because people know the alternative. They know Uncle Joe. Right back in 2020, it was like, oh, we need, I'm just tired, I'm exhausted, we got to go with uh, Uncle Joe, right? He'll bring us back to normalcy. And they just voted for him thinking everything would calm down. Well, look where that got us. But now people know. We know what Joe is. We know what Trump was. It's a simple choice. Trump the other day said he's going to make a play in New York and New Jersey, try to win Minnesota. And that may sound crazy to try to win some of these states, but look at Ohio. Obama won Ohio in 28 and 2012, and Trump won Ohio in 2016 and 2020 by eight points. That's now a deeply red state. Why not try to do the same in Minnesota, maybe even New Jersey, New York? So the question today is, can he win? Now, another question we'll explore is, will they let him win? Former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer will be here. Former Senior Advisor Dr. Sebastian Gorka. And coming up next, Eric Erickson on our special, Can Donald Trump Win the 2024 Election? Mike Slater.
the first TV. Spread the word. This podcast is brought to you by Patriot Gold Group. There's almost nothing good that happens when national debt goes through the roof. And right now we're at $34 trillion. Like that doesn't even in. Like that's so, so asinine. Back in the early 2000s, it was 60% of our GDP and now it's 130% of our GDP. So no, in no way is it good other than for gold. The higher the national debt, the more the gold. Higher price of gold. So that doesn't do you any good if you don't have any gold. So call Patriot Gold Group and think about getting some gold. They also have a no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and maybe eligible for a no fee for life IRA as well, a qualifying rollover. So you can give them a call, 1-888-617-6122, free investor's guide, 1-888-617-6122. You might as well get it. Uh, get started and then get some advice and see if this is a, a smart thing for you. If you want to buy gold, Patriot Gold Group's the best. There's no question. Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer seven years in a row. Uh, Jack's awesome, built a great company, does it the right way, shares our values. It's called Patriot Gold Group for a reason. 1-888-617-6122, patriotgoldgroup.com. Hey, welcome back to our special. Can Donald Trump win in 2024? I want to go right to the great Eric Erickson, host of the Eric Erickson Show. Mr. Erickson, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm grateful you're here. So what do you think the biggest concerns are for uh, people who either uh, hate him, uh, range, maybe range it from hate to Trump hesitant? I, you know, I, I, there are a number. One remains the character issue for a lot of people, particularly when you look at the polling female demographics uh, among people who consider themselves on the right. Uh, they just don't particularly like him. They were exhausted by the chaos and they remember it. Uh, and also, so many of the people who were in his first administration are now backing other people, saying this isn't the same guy, you won't get the same thing. That message has penetrated a little bit. Um, I think those are the largest concerns. Uh, I don't know, though, if he becomes the nominee, that it actually matters compared to being opposed to Joe Biden. Yeah, that's the question, right? Um, the, 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 the Do you think it has been a concern? First of all, do you think this is accurate? I have the impression that Trump has not been, first of all, he's not on Twitter at all. So he hasn't been out there as much. I don't know if that's an intentional effort of his or if it's like a media not giving him the platform that they certainly did in 2016. But in the end, it seems like he's not out there as much. Do you feel it to be true? And do you feel that's to his benefit? Uh, yes and yes. Uh, you know, one of the best things to happen to him was Twitter taking him off the platform. It made him less yeah. visible. People aren't actually going to Truth Social. Uh, they may see screenshots of it, but it's not getting the traffic. And so he's out of mind. So. You know, what helps him is that people remember when Donald Trump was president, we didn't have these wars and you didn't have inflation, you didn't have the economic crisis, and they've kind of now been able to forget about the chaos because he's not readily visible. I suspect if he becomes the nominee, suddenly he's going to be very visible. The media will make it so. I do kind of think it probably is part of his strategy to, to be less visible except to his crowd at his rallies. And of course, in 2016, 2020, CNN, MSNBC, they'd go wall-to-wall -wall covering these sorts of rallies. They're not doing it now. They'll probably start again. Yeah, it's almost like Trump's the return to normalcy. And like a yes, weird, it turns out backwards I mean, and upside I down everything is. This. 
Yeah, yeah, Biden promised us a return to normalcy. He's given us anything but, and people do remember that for four years, we didn't have all this chaos. We had online chaos on Twitter, but not global chaos mm. with Trump. Yes. What do you think about the left's talking point about democracy? So we talked about this a bit with the, Val- the, the near Valley Forge speech, and it's all, you know, democracy, democracy. And that's for the base. But do you think that will penetrate it all towards more moderates and will be effective in any real way there? You know, I, I would generally be dismissive of it, except I was in 2022 and, and the exit polling that's actually really reliable because we surveyed the people who actually voted. 13% of Republicans voted for the Democrats and a majority of independents voted Democrat for the first time since 2002, independents went with the party that controlled the White House. And a lot of them in surveys yeah. did reject candidates who questioned 2020. So that matters. However, when you get into 24, and it's actually the presidential candidates and not surrogates and, and other candidates who are running to sound like Donald Trump, he, people are going to vote their 401ks. They're going to vote their safety. And if the Republicans can focus on those things, I do think that they can overcome that. And it honestly doesn't help the Democrats to say Donald Trump's a threat to democracy when they're the ones taking Donald Trump off the ballot through extra constitutional means. Yeah, do you think the average person sees that hypocrisy or no? I, I think to a degree, yes. When you look at, I mean, for example, the, the New York Times Siena polling, I, I know people are skeptical of polling, but just keep in mind that in 2022, that was the most accurate pollster in America. And in 2024, what they're showing is actually the Democrats are 1% behind the Republicans on who's better able to protect democracy. I mean, they're basically the public sees both sides as wanting power and doesn't really buy this either side as a threat to democracy rhetoric. Interesting. What is your general rule of thumb or a, a, a posture when it comes to the, the base, the talk radio listener, the Twitter user, the, right, right, those people, the bubble versus the rest of the country? And, the, and the major, I, don't know, I don't know, is it a majority of the people who vote? Who, who makes up primaries are one thing, but in the general election, is it the bases that come out and, and, or is it the, in the middle people, the moderates? How do you yeah, think you know, about it, that? And before I even got into cam- to talk radio and, and stuff, I was a political consultant. I ran campaigns all over the country. And you do have to remember in the general election, a lot of people who don't vote in primaries come in. You can't alienate those people. Uh, Donald Trump has a message for them. And it's interesting that he outperforms all of his polling ever, except when you actually look at people who voted in 2020, he loses to Joe Biden still. And, and that's the red flag for Republicans. He's Donald Trump is outperforming all of his polling. He's doing better than he's ever done in polling. He's beating Joe Biden. But when you actually look at people who are prone to vote, that's where the problem is. He's got a blue collar coalition that turns out for him but white college educated women vote more than anyone else and they are Joe Biden's base right now. Yeah, that's amazing. So what would you recommend Trump's messaging be to what? Is he gonna try to speak to the white college educated women or is he gonna try to get the people who don't normally vote out again? He's gotta try to get the people who don't normally vote. They'll come out in a presidential year, but if he wants to get the women in the suburbs who are college educated, crime and the economy. Uh, women want their 401k to do as well as their husband's 401ks, and they want their children to be safe. You focus on crime and the economy, which play to the Republicans. It's a message that can pull suburban women away from Joe Biden. Are people bothered by the trials at all? 
I think people have become very cynical about the trials. Um, if anything, they're helping Donald Trump. Um, I mean, we saw his polling skyrocket after the indictment in New York. Uh, yeah, I'm, most people, yeah, there are a lot of people who think if he's found guilty, that's actually going to hurt him a lot with independents. It won't necessarily hurt him with Republicans. But people are looking on these things as very cynical. Here in Georgia, where I am now, the latest revelations about the Fulton County prosecutor hiring her boyfriend to be the special prosecutor makes it even more cynical for people. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about Georgia. Um, do you think having two Democratic senators and what happened in the last election is an anomaly? Do you think Georgia will go back red again? I, I, they're trending that way. Here's the problem. Um, I actually am one of those people who doesn't think the election in Georgia was stolen from Trump. He, he lost it in the suburbs again. And suburban Republicans, they are more with Brian Kemp than they are with uh, Donald Trump. He's going to have to lay some groundwork in Georgia. If the economy stays bad, it helps him. But if the economy improves, a lot of people will stay with Joe Biden. They don't want to rock that boat. So I ask, ask you the ultimate question. Do you think Donald Trump can win the general election in 2024? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I didn't think he could win in, in 2016. It was very wrong about that, obviously. But come 2024, Donald Trump is literally outperforming every poll that he's ever been in now with national polling, internal polling. You've even got Barack Obama going to the White House telling Joe Biden, you've got to shake up your campaign team. Even the Democrats know that Donald Trump can win in 24, and that scares them. Yeah, that's a shit. Eric Erickson, the host of The Eric Erickson Show. Eric, great to talk to you, brother. You too. Take care. Appreciate you very much. Uh, coming up next, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, former special advisor to President Trump. Talk with him next. Mike Slater right here on The First TV. This podcast is brought to you by the Public Square app. I'm so impressed with Michael and what he's built at Public Square. It is so incredible. I was at their launch in San Diego, and now they're a publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, so if you go to their website, publicsq.com, they do a great thing, and they do this on all their socials too. They'll say, buy this, ditch that. So you get the true alternative. So instead of buying, I'm just on their website now, instead of buying Uggs, buy Sheepskin and Alpaca. Alpaca which is a different company, but it's by people who share your values. We need to be supporting not Cole Hahn, but John Kander. Well, how do you know about John Kander? How would you know? When you go to the Public Square app, that's how you find out. It's, it's America's marketplace. It's the marketplace for us. Start local. Go to, uh, download the, free, the app for free. Just hit local coffee shops, local restaurants, start there. And you know that the people who you are spending your money with and buying products from and services from share your values. That's how we rebuild this country, through how we spend our money. And Public Square is the way to do it. PublicSQ.com, download it for free in the App Store. Thanks for listening to today's episode and, and part of our special on Can Donald J. Trump Win in 2024. Uh, we wrap up the show talking about not being hysterical and not losing your mind and staying calm. Got an email from Mary here, pull it up, so good. Because I was talking on the radio show about how to be a happy warrior, or the importance of being a happy warrior. And um, Mary wrote me nice email, she said, how do you do that? <laughs> uh, she says, I often hear you and Alex say this year is gonna be so much fun with the news cycle leading up to the election. I've wondered a lot about how it can possibly be fun when our country is being torn apart by evil and wicked people. The destruction of the left the destruction that the left is attempting for the, all their own for gratification and power causes me great sorrow and pain. 
And I've struggled in recent days to figure out how on earth I can view what's happening as fun. It seems impossible. And I think your segment today provides some clues. Please tell me if I'm on the right track. She said, we must know that what we believe in is good, beautiful, and true. Oh, beautiful. If we stand strong on that foundation, that allows us to detach from the hysteria and chaos that the left tries to foist upon us. The detachment sets the stage for us to see clearly and understand their actions without emotion. Then we understand the lunacy of it all, which I suppose can lead to fun while combating their absurd attempts to dissuade us from what is good, beautiful, and true. Is that how we can make it fun? Sincere question, because I want to, I need to find a way to be that happy warrior you talked about. Otherwise, it hurts too much to bear. Oh, Mary, perfection. Well done. And then with the added bonus of knowing uh, that this is all a vapor, it's very important, but it's all a vapor and a mist, and we have eternity still to go. So how can we live our life in such a way that we can get to said eternity? Coming up, the second half of our special, Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Sean Spicer, and we'll go into more detail about the importance of not losing our heads in this crazy time.